Hi, I'm Chip Sutterth, and welcome to episode 447 of the Two Minute Time Lord podcast, concentrated commentary on the worlds of Doctor Who. Writer Pete McTie's Kerplam was my least favorite episode of series 11. It was one that I enjoyed up until the end, but I felt completely let down by an ending that seemed to reject all of the themes that the story had been constructing. McTie comes back to series 12, co-writing with showrunner Chris Chibnall, and for whatever reason, Praxeus sticks the landing far better. It's thematically consistent, with an environmental message applied a little more subtly than Orphan 55, as if that were a high bar. For a sprawling, globe-trotting episode, the parts mostly fit together. Consistent, scary, energetic. It's a good done-in-one story unconnected to the series arc. It might just as easily have fit in series 11. But then we get to a newer development, which made me almost love Praxius. It seems like we had a lot of doctors in this story. Three of them, in fact. Not literally, like last time in Fugitive of the Judoon, of course. But at various times in Praxius, Ryan, and especially Yaz, take center stage as protagonists. The so-called flat team structure of the TARDIS fam is broken up, with Ryan and Yaz taking charge of various parts of the investigation into the alien presence. In series 11, some viewers were desperate for all of the characters to have some measure of agency. Midway through series 12, we've achieved it. Yaz even has Graham acting as her companion. Stephen Moffat, in Series 9, and Clara, explored the pitfalls of companions acting like the Doctor more seriously than Praxius does. But here, there's a lighter touch, but it's still welcome. There is a bit of clumsiness to this story. Praxius admirably buries the bury-your-gaze trope with a happy ending for Jake and Adam. But my friend Joy Piedmont from the Reality Bomb podcast has pointed out on Twitter that Doctor Who has a tendency to other East Asian people, and having the bad guy of the piece be an alien East Asian scientist leans into other unfortunate tropes. Something I noticed more quickly myself was the complete disposability of Suki's assistant, Aramu. It wasn't clear that he was human, not alien, and none of our characters cared or even noticed once he was consumed by the birds. The story probably needed more time than the format allowed. As Sage Young writes at headoverfeels.com, Praxius could have drawn stronger connections between the characters, as it tried to make the point that all life is connected. Maybe one less setting and more patient storytelling would have reinforced the environmental themes by giving the relationships more depth. That said, the plot held together, the birds were scary, and if you didn't know you're full of microplastics, now you do. Praxius stands as a solid meat and potatoes story, but I was really excited to see Yaz and Ryan finally start to come into their own. Thanks for listening to the Two Minute Time Lord podcast. More episodes are available at TWOMinuteTimeLord.com and I'm on Twitter at numeral Two Minute Time Lord. It's been more than a decade and I'm still suffering from having gone with words and numbers in different places. Catch you next time.